you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it in a nice, comfortable, warm bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with The Sermon Later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep-In podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important. You're going to miss out on the support and encouragement of intergenerational community, inspiring music, uh, the kids at Children's Moment that surprise us with their intricately detailed descriptions of what caterpillars look like this week. (laughs) And we won't be able to give you any Easter cookies or Easter brunch this week, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you are away from home or working or coaching your kids' Easter egg hunt team, who knows, they could exist. Or maybe just sleeping in. You can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, snuggle up or keep running and uh, receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, as every week, we will remind you that we don't really care if you agree with everything we say or not. Not to say that we don't care what you think, it just means that we think that everybody gets to think their own thoughts. We encourage you to question, to disagree, to analyze, to figure out what you think. Oh, and you can agree, too. You can also agree with us. That's also cool. We'd love to be in conversation with you. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious, loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So, Chris, Easter Sunday. Easter. Easter. It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl for pastors. It's not even the Super Bowl. It's like the NBA finals. Right. Because we just have to, we dash through to the end. Because right? there's playoffs. There's like, there's build up to this. There's build up. We have like extra services. And I cracked up my um, preschool director at my church said, so what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and I gave her a very perplexed look. <laughs> and she went, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me that too, but it was innocently. It was my barista at Starbucks. Right. That's a little different. It was like, so do you have plans for Easter? And I said, oh, I'll see you first thing in the morning tomorrow. And she said, oh, okay. And I did. I saw her at 530 in the morning on Easter Sunday. She was like, what are you doing today? Like, oh, yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll need, I'll need some, I'll need some more sustenance later. Yeah, I'll be back for a couple of trips today. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. was true. It was true. Yeah. Yes, that was very now, nice. Now, you didn't have to do a sunrise service. No sunrise service. There's no tradition of that at my church, but I did have to hang around for the uh, Sunday afternoon brunch, which oh, is a whole another hour of is it interacting chicken, with people. Is it chicken and waffles? No. No, it's like potluck and oh. like massive amounts of desserts and casseroles. And cheesy was, potatoes. There were some cheesy potatoes. That's the best part of Easter for me is the cheesy potatoes. It was really good. And there was ham and Olympia and... All the good things. All the good things. So it's very good. All right. So then what did you preach? There's four gospels. So there's four Easter stories. Right. Going along with the sermon series I've been doing all the way through, all through Lent, I went with the Luke account. Okay. So the Luke account, for those of you who don't don't just automatically go, oh, that's the Luke account. Oh, the Luke account. Yeah. The Luke account has three named women and others who go to the tomb and are prepared to preserve the body Mm -hmm. and, of course, are greeted by a rolled away stone. And when they enter, there's no body. And these glowing, two glowing white men, white, glowing white. Not Caucasian. Not Caucasian. But um, their clothes were white. white. And they're glowing. 
uh, appear next to them and say, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Mm. Um, don't you remember what Jesus said he was going to do? Which is kind of sassy for angels. Yeah, these, these angels are a little sassy. It's the, it's, the, it's the only time I you know easily can think of that the angels don't go, be not afraid or yeah. fear not. Yeah, do not be afraid. <laughs> these, are, these are like... Wake up, right? That's, yeah, like, why are you being dumb right now? Why are you being dumb? Don't you understand? Get your stuff together. together. Yeah. Anyway, and so Mary, so it's Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joanna, who I was, I was like, who the heck is Joanna? You know, like, we hear the name and then we immediately forget it. Joanna's, right. Joanna's destiny is to be yeah. forgotten over and over again every third Easter. Right. right. Exactly. Because <laughs> we right. always forget Joanna's name. And but Joanna was there. Oh, Joanna was there. Yeah. And she goes, well, they go to tell the apostles and the other disciples what happened, okay. what their experience was. And Peter is the one who runs back and looks in the tomb and then comes back going, maybe of course there's something he does. here. Right? Of course Peter does. Okay. So the question or the part of the scripture that really caught my attention was, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Yeah, that's a good question. Right? It's In some ways it's a good question and in other ways it's a dumb question. Right. Because like, well, they're looking for the dead is the answer. Right. Because they're actually looking for the dead. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's also a question that that we should we often need to ask ourselves because we oftentimes are looking for the dead among the living mm-hmm. and and the living among the dead mm-hmm. and and we're not are you looking, talking about like nostalgia right nostalgia or like holding on to like like all this stuff that we've been talking about in this whole sermon series that I've been doing about trying trying to find life in what has already passed that you can't yeah, really yeah that you need to let anymore. go of and that yeah. you need to sort through or you need to figure out how to repair or decide it's not repairable. I mean, like, there's all these metaphors that come out for me, you know, about that phrase, right? Go look for the living among the living is a really powerful image for us of Easter, right? Yeah, go find Jesus among the people. Among the people. What a crazy idea. In Galilee. In Galilee. In other words, back where you did all the work. Go continue the work. And so this story... You know, there's lots of pieces of it to to sort of tease apart besides this line, you know. Thinking, Which is good since we have to preach it every year for the rest uh, of yes, our careers. Uh, <laughs> so right. It's good that there's a lot of details for us to pick apart. Right. Lots but, to say. you know, some of what, you know, occurs to me as important in the midst of hearing this story on Easter you know, and and as you say, you know, one of the four sto- one of the four versions we hear, and like you say, we've heard it a million times. I mean, not a million times, but we've heard it a lot of times. And how old am I? <laughs> I've heard it that many times. Yeah, exactly. Is that there's some things that we kind of gloss over, right? Like, so here these women, they enter this this open tomb, and, and I think at some level they might have been like, oh, yes, somebody already took care of the hard work for us. We don't have yeah, to like, roll away the stone, We don't right? have to roll away so the stone. So they're maybe not quite anxious yet, but when they enter and see no body, you know, there's a whole bunch of thoughts that must go through their heads. Mm-hmm. Has the body been stolen? Are we at the right tomb? Yeah. Did we, did we take the wrong left? <laughs> right? Are we? Um, the angels clarified that for them. You know, is, is this the final disgrace that's going to be visited upon him you know like, yeah what are what, they, what are what they do doing we do to now? his body yeah and what do we do now yeah right so all those things are running through their heads and then these angels appear right like you do like like happens and right instead of saying do not be afraid they say hey dummies hey dummies why are you here and i love the way in the passage and it's luke 24 1 to 12 if you want to go read it but the angels sort of go um weren't you listening <laughs> yeah like <sighs> we discussed this <laughs> Jesus discussed this over and over. Remember, he's going to be handed over to sinners. He's going to, 
Well, but I'm sure, like, what would you think if you heard somebody say, like, by the way, they're going to kill me, and then three days later, I'm going to come back right, to life. Right. You would be like, oh, that Jesus, talking crazy again. again. Exactly. Because you know? right. he said lots of wild things. He said th- things like, like the, the kingdom temples. of God is like a mustard seed, and, right. and that women were important. He said a lot of things that nobody else <laughs> believed at the time. <laughs> right. And that the temple could be destroyed in three days and built again. And, yeah. Like, you know, you know he things. said a lot of crazy things. And so. Right. To like, like, you which, totally, sorry, you and I totally understand. Which crazy thing are you talking about now, angels? Right. And the angels, you know, the angels say, he said these, you know, these things and you're living into that. Yeah. And then they, you know, as I said, they, they go and tell the disciples, they go tell Peter and Peter being Peter, who is all in whenever he is in. Yeah. Peter has, he's like zero to 60. There's no 30 miles per hour. There's no second gear for Peter. No, no. He's, you know, he's, he's either in the water or it can't happen or he's in denial and it yeah, it's he's, all in. He's Mr. Enthusiasm. Right? And so he's the only one who hears the story and goes, Well, I'm not sure I believe it, but I'll go check it out anyway. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I'm not gonna go meander down there. I'm gonna sprint. Sprint. I'm right? gonna run. I'm gonna run. We're gonna put this to bed right now. And he comes back and goes, Yeah, 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 yeah something's going on. Yeah. So the women weren't totally wrong. wrong. I know that's what we all expected. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. One of those other crazy things Jesus said is coming to mind. But yeah, uh, I know. I know that's not what we expected. But there might be some legitimacy to this story, right? And that, you know, and he's holding hope. I mean, he's holding the expectation. And I think that one of the things we do in this story is that we rush to what it means. Well, like, yeah, because it's confusing. I mean, like any good mystery, right? You want right. to get to what happened and why, right? You know what? What's next? What's next? And so. I want to, you know, one of the things I, I asked my congregation to do yesterday, and I'm, you know, sitting with too, is can we just pause for a moment and just be in the presence of the reality that we don't actually know what this will all mean? Even now, the folks who, who were the first witnesses will have days and months and years to be, you know, working with that. And then we as the church, as, as believers, will be spending hundreds and thousands of years figuring out what it means that the tomb was empty. Cause, exactly. Cause, well, cause, one of my friends who's a well-meaning atheist said, well, why did he need to come back? Uh-huh. Like if we, if, if we yeah. all believe in heaven, why did he need to come back? back? Like, what's the big deal? Wouldn't you be just happy for him that he'd gone to heaven? And I said, well, there's like tomes and tomes and tomes of theology that has been written about why did he need to come back? Right. And he was like, okay, but give it to me in a tweet. And I was like, no, no, it doesn't. There's exist. tomes and tomes and tomes. Like there, we are all exist. still figuring this out. And it's not because there's one right answer. It's because there's so many different ways to look at it. Right. But it takes a while to develop those. The other piece is that in the coming weeks, we're going to be exploring some of these interactions. The life after life stuff. The life after life stuff. But we're in a place in the story. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And and just we're just in of, this moment of like duh what, what? right <laughs> and and to be okay with some of that mm-hmm. right it doesn't mean that we don't need to to figure out what this means for us or what it means to live into redemption and resurrection mm-hmm. but it does mean that that we have an opportunity to be intentional about that and not right. not swallow things whole cloth because yeah. somebody else said them. Um, or we've done this work before, we figured this out before, and so we don't have to figure this out again. Right. Like, Which, it's better to not come thinking that you know the end, ans- right. the answers. Before. Right, because what is our experience of God, but that God is working in new and amazing ways that we cannot yet imagine. This story is still not finished. There's some sense of like, okay, uh, Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, last, you know, Monday, Thursday, Last Supper, Good Friday, um, crucifixion, death, burial, Easter sunrise, the tomb is empty and open and we're good. 
And then the Easter egg hunt. And then the Easter and egg And the hunt. ham and the cheesy potatoes. Right. And the lumpia, if you're very lucky like, and you go to like, Susan's church. <laughs> right? And yet, that's not actually where we where we end up. Mm-hmm. Because where we end up is, is actually having to be in the living, into the redemption and the resurrection. And to live lives that reflect redemption and resurrection rather than death and decay. One of the things that happened, I hope you... I hope all you out there listen to our Good Friday service episode. And I apologize for the extremely loud guitar licks. It's okay. Between some of those segments. Just turn them down a little bit. Yeah. But one of the things that struck me after that, that, that was reflected for me into the Easter story, is the conversation we had around whose perspective right the, are we are we looking at that the priests and the rabbis had one one perspective, perspective that was sort of limited and then judas had a broader, broader perspective, perspective that was still limited that was still limited and then jesus has this well and peter has this one and it's limited yeah. right right and that we have one that's limited but jesus is jesus's end game is so much more powerful and redemptive than what we could have imagined yeah, right. Because like, you and I can think of the, the redemption of, of, a na- of a nation, right? The longest of long-term planning. Right? Yeah. That Jesus was saying, my end goal is that we are going to be led out of death. We're not in the, the Egypt of politics anymore. Yeah. We're being led out of the desert of death. Yeah. A different kind of promised land. A different kind of promised land. And the promised land that's here and present and now, but that doesn't mean that our lives are ruled by fear. Exactly. And actually, I'm just now, just in this conversation, you know, uh, I hope I hope our podcast listeners understand that sometimes the sermon we have a conversation about is Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> right? But um, but just hearing that the promised land thing, the promised land thing, right? That we're being led out of the promised land that, that we can imagine and into the one that God can imagine, right? And that's amazing. Yeah, the promised land that we imagine is like there's not a jerk in power in politics, right? And, and might be our reality now, might not be our reality now, but the kingdom that God can imagine is. A world of justice and joy. Right. And that's a lot bigger than any political party or term in office. Yeah. So that's where I got to, where where we went. You got where, to the sit with it. Sit with it. You know, and next Sunday, we'll see where we get with it. Where, where we, we begin next. to see the, the other, the characters who were living in that time, where they got. And maybe that will help inform where we get. And then Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. Which is our annual cat call to the <laughs> congregation. <laughs> We, we only get to do that a few times a year, so it's pretty cool. Thank you, Susan, and thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to what we've been talking about today, if you want to share an Easter recipe, perhaps, shoot us an email. We're at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, on sundaymorningsleepin.com, any place you listen to your podcasts. The scripture for this podcast was Luke 24, 1 to 12. Actually, Susan actually preached on 1 Corinthians 15, 19 to 26 as well as one of the first stabs that people were taking even 30, 40 years after the resurrection at what does this mean? Yeah. As we continue to do that work together too. The theme music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So it is traditional at the end of a worship service for the preacher or the priest to deliver a blessing to the congregation. And Chris often calls this homework for her congregation. And mm-hmm. I think the homework um, from this sermon is, is, is to go sit with it. Go sit with the resurrection and go sit with redemption and see where that evidence of redemption and resurrection is in your life and where it is in your community and where it is in the wider world and be a part of it. Amen. Amen.